Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. The Iron Brew Podcast is sponsored by Henley Granite and Marble. Henley Granite and Marble offer very competitive pricing on a huge range of worktops. We pride ourselves on our fantastic customer service and three working day lead time from template to installation on standard kitchen worktops. For more information, visit henleygraniteandmarble.co.uk, quote Iron Brew for 10% off your quotation. Small enough to care, big enough to cope. Welcome to the Iron Brew Podcast. Brad Mel, Matt Ellison joining us once again on this one tonight is Matt Holt. So a little bit later than we normally do, we're not recording on the Sunday because we thought, well, with it being deadline day this week, we might as well see the Monday as well. And then we can chat about any dealings that the club did over the last couple of days. Uh, rather than wait a week and chat about them on the next episode. So that's what we've done. So we'll start with that. Obviously, two players on deadline day, and one of them is already at the club, wasn't it? So George Taft, free from Bolton, two and a half year deal. I think the fact that it's that long as well, obviously it's going to be great for the rest of the season, but it, it strikes me as a bit of a bit of a plan long term, doesn't it? And I think he's, he's so far already he's proven himself to be you know, a really good player. And I'm, I'm very, very pleased that we've got him actually on a permanent. I'm surprised that we got it done so soon, but I'm, I'm glad we have. It's quite a strange one, actually, because obviously we had him on loan to the end of the season, didn't we? So we didn't really have to move on him now. We could have maybe waited. Um, but I think Bolton were having a bit of a fire sale. They were trying to get rid of a few players. And obviously, you know, clearly Taff was uh, surplus to requirements. And obviously, you know, the club just thought, right, well, we might as well have him. Uh, you know, <laughs> sign up for two and a half years, and uh, so far he's he's been he's been good. I know we've looked solid the last three games. Um, obviously, three clean sheets. He's pretty sure he's played in all three, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, you know, it's, it's a no brainer, isn't it? Really? Yeah, definitely. And I think forget to for us to get him on a, a free transfer as well, wasn't it? That we um, secured him on. I think that's that's a brilliant piece of business. You only have to look at what um, all the Bolton fans and um, everybody on social media is saying about him. They're they're wondering why he never, he's not part of their plans. And it's it's just been a lucky swoop for us, like you say, him in him with Manny at the back. Um, these last three games, he's he's been fantastic. So for us, it's a it's a really shrewd piece of business, especially in January. So yeah, I'm really happy to get that one done. Definitely. It just could be a case of um, right place, right time. To be quite honest. Yeah, I mean, it could be. Do you think looking forward, this is I don't know, with Magai in mind, because obviously we've we've talked about him being potentially, if he was fit, one of the players that might have moved on in January. You know, he's one that probably could have attracted a little bit of interest. Realistically, is is he going to be here at the end of the season? I don't know. But I think with Taft, do you think that's we've got him in just to cover that and maybe we can move on Magai later on? Well, is his, is his contract up in summer, Magai? I can't remember. I, I think it probably was. Cause I, I think, think when it we is, went, yeah. yeah. When we went yeah. through him, there was six. And I don't <clears> think <throat> he was on that list. Yeah, all right, okay. So yeah, you're probably looking at that, and but I mean, the the problem with the guy is he's he, he seems to be quite injury prone, doesn't he? He's, he's not played much this season because he's been injured for most of it. Um, I mean, I'm not completely convinced on him because I've not seen that much of him. He's been injured a lot. He's, he's obviously a decent player, um, but if if the intention is to to let him go in the summer and and obviously we've got Taft now, but yeah, you'd like to think they'd try and keep him there, wouldn't you? Because then it gives you you've got you know three. Really solid centre backs there um, for the next season. Obviously, you know, Honorise and, and Taft, and then the guy. So, you know, you, you'd expect the club's intention to be keep to, 
to be to keeping. I know they've started um, kind of talking about contracts now um, a little bit earlier than normal, I suppose. But I think that they've got to kind of plan for the summer and um, you know see 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 how they go. But yeah, it'd be an interesting one, really. But obviously, you know, we, we wouldn't be that concerned if he left now. We've brought Taft in, but we'll have to see what they they decide to do with him. It's interesting, isn't it, that I think the defence, you know, we've questioned it a lot over the last couple of seasons. We've mentioned recently that Cox seems to get it in the right direction. You know, we're certainly not conceding as many as we were doing at the start of the season. I think when you look at, look ahead, as we say, it's two and a half year deal, isn't it? Our defence for sort of next season and possibly the one after that sort of seems settled now, doesn't it? I mean, we tied down O'Malley earlier on, you know, as you say, Manny and Taft now. Rowe's really promising from what we've seen so far. So regardless of what happens with Clark, you know, there, there's an option there. Do you think that's what we're going to be seeing for the next two or three years? I think it's it, it's good to see um, how quickly you know things can change within the football club. I know, like we were saying after that defeat to Barrow, you know, all everybody at the club was, or the fans even um, were worrying about, oh, where does this leave us? Um, especially with you know the disappointment that happened with Cordner and where he was trying to fill in the gap. I know, obviously, injuries has been another issue again this season at the back. But but like you've you've said there, Brad, um, to get O'Malley tied down and, and spring in Taft, and just maybe it's looking like that one of. Uh, you would say Magai and Bideau is probably going to go uh, in the summer. I know Bideau, there was a bit of paper talk, wasn't there, surrounding him um, a couple of weeks ago, but I think that was dismissed as just agents talking and whatnot. So for us to tie um, Taft down, and of course, Manny's been absolutely fantastic, hasn't he? I know he had that little bit of um, a spell where we didn't see him or feature him and he get into the side, but ever since he's, he's come back in, it looks so much more assured. Um, he definitely looks like he could play even further, I would say, up um, uh, in, in the football league higher. I know he had a little bit of a spell at Rotherham, didn't he? So, um, yeah, just, just to have those two um, playing so well together and forming a partnership, you know, um, and then Magai to come back in and, and Bedo to give a little bit more of a of cover and option is, um, yeah, it's um, it settled the issues uh, defensively, I would say, better than we were, say, a couple of months ago. Right, and then obviously there's one more player that we brought in, and that's Teddy Howe on loan from Blackpool. He's a right back. He's here till the end of the season. I don't know much about this one. I'm assuming that the reason for this is, of course, Clark. We know he's he's picked up a bit of a, an injury following one of the games. I think I might be wrong with this. I didn't check it. I think it, is it a month? I think or or at it least four five, to six weeks. Yeah, yeah four to six weeks. Um, so. Obviously, Rowe, as we've said, he's he's done well, hasn't he? You know, he's come in, he looks pretty promising, but it does leave you with just one right back. So, regardless of if, you know, Howe's going to play in head of Rowe or if, you know, if Rowe's going to get the nod, I think it's just it just makes sense to have another one in the building, doesn't it? We're thinking because, I mean, obviously, Clark's fitness is... is... Not always the best, though. He's, he's he's done better than I expected this season, to be quite honest. But there's always an injury around the corner, which is something the club's got to consider. And, and, and kind of coming into the final stretch of the season, they don't really want to, you know, risk it with just Rowe there. I'm sure sure we'd do fine. It'd be interesting to see who he starts against Oldham, um, you know, if it'll, if it'll be Rowe or if it'll be the new loanee. You'd like to think he'd give it to Rowe, really, wouldn't you? Because he's been waiting and, uh, you know, you'd think it, it's, it'll be a good run of games for the lad. And, and obviously, it'll, it'll uh, if, if we, you know, still the next season it'll be good for him then as well so I think that it's quite interesting with the defence as you know, we talked about it, it, one of our biggest problems but it, it looks alright now doesn't it it looks solid three three clean sheets in a row we we, we now kind of look like we're going to get something from each game um, we're a little bit more confident going into games now rather than just expecting to lose because you know we'd expect to concede but I think that obviously the goalkeeper's been, been a big factor in that and I'd like to think that he's one of the players that the club's talking to about contracts now you know if he's given another deal or a couple of deals I know he's well, he's 33, isn't he? 33, 34. But I think he's still got a few years left in him. And I think that he, he's been excellent since he's come in and he's really helped to stabilise the defence. I think that, for me, that will be one of the priorities. But 
And it's, obviously, there's question marks over Clark. We brought him in with question marks over his fitness. Um, he had to take a pay cut to sign. I think we signed him on the one-year deal, didn't we? But obviously, you know, he's injured now. But it'd be interesting to see what the club decides to do with him. I don't think it'd be the worst thing in the world to, you know, to keep him on for, you know, another season after that. You know, after this, that wouldn't be the worst thing. Um, and obviously, if we can keep Rowe, we've got a couple of good right-backs. The left-back situation is looking decent with O'Malley, who's, who's now really my number one, to be quite honest. Even though, you know, Brown is, is, is quite capable of, of playing at this level. So, it'd be interesting to see if they, you know, decide to have Brown here next season as well. So, um, but, you know, it's, it's quite interesting with the defence, really, because we had so many problems with it. And here we are now, and, and it's, it's looking solid. So, the club's obviously identified that as a problem. Um, and see, see how we got on moving forward. But certainly, you know, the, the signing of Taft is, is 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 a really excellent piece of business, and it bodes well for next season. So that's the defence. Obviously, as we've mentioned, they're the only two players that were brought in. Were you expecting any more deals to be done, or you know, were you thinking a striker was going to come in, or anyone in midfield? You know, because obviously we've talked about that a lot throughout the season. When we spoke to Peter Swan, I think two weeks ago, was it? You know, he he was sort of joking with us, wasn't he? That you know, Kev's going to come back and he'll be like a new signing. But you know, we haven't brought in anybody else up front. So, and yeah, Kev's probably going to be back relatively soon, I think. Olamola's here as well, of course. He, he's going to be getting closer to fitness as well each time, I'd have thought. But you know, what were you expecting? Were you expecting more or are you just happy with what we've done? Um, midfield. I thought a central midfielder was, was would be another place. I know um, uh, Karajan's obviously been out, um, ruled out, what was he for? Not as long, was it? Two to three weeks? Yeah, it's only um, two or three weeks, which is quite good, actually. I thought it was going to be you know much longer than that. Yeah, and then obviously I was losing um, both Taylor and Dinson um, at the same time. You know, that only leaves us, what's that, just Spence and, and Beeson in the mm-hmm. middle of the pack. So I maybe thought maybe one more uh, midfielder through the door, whether that um, just be another loan, just to, you know, shore us up in case, you know, something um, touch what doesn't happen to either uh, Beeson or Spence, who've been um, fantastic, haven't they? And both of them, the pair, Spence coming on um, for Karajan, sorry, on Friday night. And I thought he did a really good job um, along Beeston. Um, obviously, Karajan, since he's coming, it's that new signing boost, isn't it? He's been been fantastic. But midfield, I expected one more. And then up front, it just seems like we've got so many strikers, but so many, like, out, like you say, at the same time. Still got um, Dunval Turan. We've got Jarvis, you know, who's mm-hmm. out for a long time. We've got Olomolo. We've got Kev to come back. We've got Mooney still out on loan. So, you know, I, I, and I'll be honest, I didn't. Ex- I expected a couple more to go out. And I thought that was going to be, you know, the kind of the head focus for this window to try and push a couple out in order to bring a couple in. But um, we've only lost, what's that Taylor and Vincent have gone back and Cordner obviously as well um, there's nobody that's gone out um, I was attracted really interest so it just adds to the bodies I know Cox was saying due to Covid wasn't he that we had a real um, large squad size um, and he couldn't get them all and you know with the, the halt of the uh, the under 23 football and, and how much they, they're restricted to play at the moment um, it, it was hard to, to get them all out and have a look at them so yeah I still think we've got quite a, um, a large squad size and um, it's going to be really interesting to see in the summer who you know is going to I know we've got a couple of that we can take deals upon can't we that we've got an extra year that we can maybe provide to um, um, and whatnot, or who's going to get contract to stay here a little bit longer, perhaps. But um, the goalkeeper situation's interesting, isn't it? With Watson up as well, so that doesn't leave us a goalkeeper even um, in contract with both of those up um, in June. So yeah, there's, there's all sorts of things to, to go in the summer. It's going to be whether they start to get tied up now. Like I say, it's, um, it's there's a real lot of thinking to do for for, for Swan and, and Co in the next next few months leading up. But just overall, before we go on to the matches in general, then the. January window and the dealings that we've done. Obviously, we mentioned you know tying down O'Malley earlier on, and you know Taff coming in now. Overall, are you happy with what we've done, or do you think we could have done more? I think 
I think it's been it's been fine. I think I, I expected a couple to go out, whether that was on loan or to be moved on, but we we didn't see it. Um, and I think that you know Taft is, is is a really good signing, but he, he kind of was already here. So whether or not you count that as a new signing, I'm not sure. You know, despite how good it was, um, but I think that I think the chairman is kind of banking on on Kev coming back, um, and I don't think he's far away now. So to bring in a striker. Uh, with Kev hopefully coming back to fitness in the next couple of weeks, I probably expect him to be on the bench on Saturday. To be quite honest with you, um, it would not surprise me. And then Olamola, I'm not sure how far away he is, but he's there, um, kind of coming back slowly. So to bring a striker in on loan now, you know, maybe not that necessary, um, but I wouldn't have been against it either. Um, I know we missed out on a couple of targets, but I think that. You know, if if Kev comes back in the next couple of weeks and, and gets a bit of form going, we're going to be shooting up the table. Um, you know, add, add Kev's, Kev's quality to what we've been seeing recently, and we genuinely look like a good team. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, we're, that, we're not quite there yet. Um, so you know, I think I think it's all right to be honest. You know, nothing spectacular. Um, but it, I think it was obviously important that we didn't lose lose a player like Issa at this time. Obviously, we know we'll probably lose him in the summer. But he's, you know, he's he's form recently has been part of our revival as well. So I think it was probably important to keep him. Right. Well, you mentioned the form there of Issa. He's helped with the revival, and yeah, there has been a little bit of a revival, hasn't there? Now we were saying last time after Grimsby that even though it's a great win, you know, it doesn't really mean anything unless that we can carry it on and take it the form into the next couple of games. And as Matt said earlier on, you know, that's exactly what we did, haven't it? You know, we won three games in a row now, taken maximum points. And I think most importantly as well, in terms of morale and, and confidence in the squad and, you know, being able to use this momentum to carry on forwards is that we've got three clean sheets, which, you know, this time a couple of months ago would have been nearly impossible to think of, wouldn't it? I think it's a, it's a good solid foundation, you know, to, um, to, to build off of these last, these last three games have been excellent. That, that Grimsby one, like we say, and then uh, to, to hit straight back with the, the, the win at Port Vale uh, and then follow up uh, with that win at, Colchester as well which was a really you know hard fought gritty um, away performance and um, I think things are just starting to you know take shape and um, and and just turn at the right sort of time for us you know we're we're starting to edge up that table um, a little bit more and and push ourselves away from um, you know those teams in and around that we were worrying about you know when we we lost points to to Stevenage and 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 to Barrow I, I was thinking to myself oh no this is this is really you know starting to look like a reality but ever since then it's been a complete uh, change of fortune. It looks like you know the players are are, are really believing uh, in each other and, and trusting that the, the defense is, looks completely revitalised, doesn't it? With like we've touched on with with Manny and Taft, and and, and we're starting to score goals without Kev, which was at, at one point I thought was going to be a, a really worrying thing. You know, our, our talisman, and you know, I was thinking, oh, are we really you know one man team? We rely on him so much. We know how much of an impact he does have, but to have a player like that out and to not find the net, but. Loft, I must say, um, has really stepped up to the plate uh, in this this last week, hasn't he? Uh, with some fantastic performance, uh, particularly against um, Port Vale. It's it's just start things like I say things starting to to come together for us a, a little bit better now, and um, hopefully you know never who knows what's going to ha- happen this second half of the season. Nobody wants to get carried away, do we? Um, but yeah, we'll just we'll see and we'll go from there, and yeah, just hope this run continues for for as long as possible. I would say. It is coming together, isn't it? But it is also because of you know direct actions, and it is that is partly from Cox, isn't it? He's playing now to the strength of the players that we've had, and I don't think we've necessarily seen that all season. You know, we've been utilising players like Issa and, and Green now as well, and like we say with the defence earlier, allowing some of the fullbacks to get forward a little bit. Because I mean, let's look at Port Vale. Yeah, we when we were going forward. 
you know, we looked quite dangerous, didn't we? You know, those runs up the wing, they looked quite bad at the back, which I think, you know, obviously helped us out, especially first half. But it is nice to, to just see our attacking players sort of being allowed that freedom to carry on and have an impact. And and like you say, I think it, it benefits Loft because when we see him up front on his own, you know, he does, he struggles, doesn't he? I think he needs somebody playing off him. And we've sort of had that in the last couple of games. And yeah, it's it's revitalised him a little bit, especially in Port Vale. There's two goals that he got, you know, but I think just generally he seems to have a, a better game all round. Well, this is what I said, wasn't it? That that Loft struggles when there's nobody around him. Um, and sort of having a solid defence and a forward-thinking midfield makes it easier for, to, for, for you to get players closer to him and, and he can have more of an impact. And in, in the past three games, you know, we saw it against Grimsby, you know, um, we saw it against Port Vale where once he's got players around him, he performs better. And it's, it's, it's as simple as that, really. Um, you know, I think that obviously you saw a couple of goals. He, he, he kind of made it himself, didn't he, at, at Port Vale? But it was a great goal. But the second, obviously, with Gilead there as well, that's when players get close to him. They'll make things happen. And he's he's, he's really difficult for um, for defenders to deal with. Um, it's as simple as that. You know, he, he's, he's a big guy. He's... He's got some, you know, he's 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 quite good in the air, but he's he's actually a lot faster than you think for for a big guy, and he he's, he plays bounce off him, so he's he's hard to take the ball off, and he, when he's on a run, you know, as we saw the goal against against Paul Vale, Vale excellent strike, they couldn't deal with him, and it was you know sheer hard or determination, and and at the end it was a really good finish as well. So I think that you know he's come into his own as our forms improved, he's also improved. He's, he's as I said, you know, he's a really key player for us at the minute, and when we play well, he plays well, and um, a lot the things we do go through him because we're able to mix it up you know you can send it long and, and he can kind of deal with that but he, he, he can also deal with it on the floor you know not always don't get me wrong um, you know sometimes he's awful on the floor but you know sometimes he's got the touch of a trampoline but you know what we've been seeing recently is he's able to bring plays in, into the game. You, you know that really nice uh, through ball for Easter against Grimsby. That kind of thing we've been seeing a lot more when players players are closer to him, and I think that we'll probably see more of that in in the coming weeks. So it's, it's it's been really good to see as well because I'm sure the club, you know, they sort of took a punt of him. No, nobody really knew what to expect, and and for the first kind of six months of his time here, we got a lot of stick. <clears throat> and you know, in some cases, rightly versus in some cases, you know. Maybe a little bit harsh, but you know he's now showing what kind of an asset he can be to the team, and 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 how he helps the team, and how he brings different players in into different situations. So um, he'll be one of the first names on the team sheet for for Cox, I'm sure, at the minute. We'll go on to the goals in a minute. Um, there, there was actually a moment beforehand, though, where you know he's getting involved in it by mistake, really. And I think I think we could have actually been one up a little bit sooner. But it's that lovely run from Issa. It's pretty much half the pitch. And he cuts it across, and, and Gilead's there, but I think Loft's just running slightly ahead of it, and he's he. I, I'm probably guessing he doesn't know that Gilead's there, and he's tried to catch the ball behind him, and it just sort of pushes it away from him, and it's unfortunate because Gilead had got in a nice position there, and I think we might have gone one a lot, but this is what I mean, you know, we get forward with these attacking players, and we're creating the chances, and I think that was quite typical of the first half. I know it changed in the second half, and we'll, we'll come on to that, but yeah, generally we look quite good in that first half. Yeah, I think um, moving forward, um, moving, getting those attacking players um, in and around those areas, especially with Gilead, I think he's such a, mm. um, a vital player for us. You know, that outlet that he, he provides us, especially down the right, um, time and time again. I'm sorry to say on, uh, on Friday night against Colchester, we didn't really just, you know, that, that quick turn and though, uh, his, his magic feet that he's got, he can just move us further up the pitch and gain us some yards in, in vital situations. So, um, 
Yeah. Yeah, actually, to be fair, I mean, like we say, he could probably could have had a goal there at, at Port Vale. Uh, there was a chance as well later on, obviously, well, with the second goal, wasn't it? You know, it, it's only because the keeper parries it out to Loft that, you know, we get the goal. It's it's from a Gilead shot as well, which we'll come on to. Um, let's look at the first goal, I think, for the Port Vale game, because it, it's from Carajan, really, and it's it's a brilliant ball over the top. You know, it's it's only just outside uh, Howard's box isn't it and he sends it right over the top Loft has got one defender on him that he sort of manages to shake off he takes it I must say when I was watching the game I thought he'd taken it too far wide at the start I thought you know he's run it a little bit wide there we're not going to get anything because there actually wasn't anybody going up with him it was it was from you know quite a quick break like I say off of uh, Karajan's ball but no he manages just to, to slide in the bottom corner really isn't it and it's from where the angle he was at the fact that it's it's a goal sort of from nothing isn't it, it I think it was a really nice goal yeah, it's, it's 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 good work, um, and you know it, it's, there's a lot of hard work in there from from Loft as well. And I think that it, it, it's just it's kind of sums them up a little bit because he put he, he never stops running, does he? Um, and the, there's determination there, and there is a little bit of quality there, and, it, and it's a really good finish. He, he pulls it across the front of the keeper really well, doesn't he? And it, and it get, you know it nestles in the far side. So I think that it, it, it's it's an excellent goal to be quite honest and. Uh, would not surprise me if you see a bit more of that. Now Loft's come into form because he's he's, he's scored quite a few in the in, in the last few games, hasn't he? So, you know, hopefully we'll see more of it. I think as well, when you consider the second goal, you know, yeah, it's from that parry, isn't it? It's Gilead has the shot. It's keeper doesn't do especially well. I think you'd want him to be doing better if it was if it was our keeper would be criticising that definitely because he just hits it right out into Loft's path and he sort of kicks it in. But the movement is from Loft himself and I think it goes back to what you were saying, Matt. You know, when he has a good game, the team in general has a game and he, he just seemed, I don't know, he seemed a little bit freer maybe than we've seen in recent weeks. He has a little bit more creative license perhaps because he picks it up about halfway as well and he runs it quite a long way doesn't he before passing it through to Gilead and you mentioned that ball at, at Grimsby through to Issa it's a similar ball isn't it you know he, he plays it just through and then Gilead cuts in doesn't quite well he gets the shot away but it, it's sort of at the keeper like I say and then lofts in there to, to just sort of finish it home and but it's it, the team just seemed to be playing you know with I don't know I don't know maybe maybe it's getting a couple of results you know this the fear of the last you know, those teams around us at the bottom losing to them and it being a defeat after defeat, that that does seem to be lifting. And I think you can see that they're sort of playing, I, I don't know, a bit happier maybe, if that makes any sort of sense. Yeah, I think it's, it's sort of like the shackles have come off a little bit. Yeah. Then, whereas um, opposed to, you know, if, if something bad happened uh, in the games, you know, where it was in that bit of a slump, it was, oh no, here we go again. You, you fall into that, that negative mindset straight away, don't you? You're worried about giving the ball away, leading to a goal and whatnot. So for those two goals for Loft, I thought, you know, fantastic you know for him he's going to do his confidence the world of good like we say he's, he's taken some stick um like i i agree with matt unfairly so sometimes you know he's um he's, for a, for a big guy he's fairly quick you know he, he's not had much support um to go off so it'll be really interesting when kev does come back into the side you know we saw that bit of a cameo of them together um when we played oldham last time uh, away they, they played well together didn't they and that was the first time we really saw them together so whether it'll be you know lost will uh, will we'll receive the ball and he'll knock it onto kevin and give it to you know to Issa to, to to move the ball a little bit quicker but yeah for that goal it was it was it was fantastic for him, you know. The, the run forward, he showed shown good pace and and was just there at, at the right time, wasn't he? Just you know, it's probably a confidence thing for him. And once he's got one, he's he's gone on and uh, and grabbed another for for himself. So yeah, it, it was a fantastic um, performance uh, that one against Vale. Um, two good goals for him, and and then led on to the to the win on Friday night as well. So yeah, all all things good. 
I mean, he should, to be honest, he should have had three really at Port Vale. There was one chance. I can't remember. I think it was the second half. I can't really remember. Um, and he's sort of he, he's having a run. He's in the box and he, he's sort of in a position where he could just shoot. And I think he plays it across. And I can't remember who hit the ball. I think I want to say Spence, maybe, but I'm not entirely sure he was even on the pitch at that point. Uh, and it went, it just went completely wide. And I, I think that's one of the moments where I just think, oh, just shoot there. And you might have got yourself a hat trick, actually. Yeah, it's just, it's good for him to see getting in those positions isn't he like we've, we've just touched on there you know he's, he's got a little bit of confidence um, about him he's not so isolated up there by himself again now so yeah it could have been three for him um, and, and nice to see him add to, to his tally this season and, and, and long may it continue for him definitely I think one thing that did happen there as, as I mentioned you know Port Vale especially in the first half they didn't look anything good I thought we controlled it quite nicely you know we got forward like I say and then those two great goals it did shift in the second half you know they came out a lot stronger and actually they then basically controlled the game for the second half uh, and we were you know incredibly defensive because you know we had to be but equally we managed that you know they I think and I think Neil Cox said this after in the in the uh, post match interview you know they had a lot of the ball Port Vale that half but they didn't really threaten as such. And I think that is true. And I think it was very similar to what we saw actually second half on Friday against Colchester. It was very much a case of they had a lot more of the ball. They were sort of coming at us a little bit, but they weren't really dangerous. You know, I, I thought we did, we did very well to see it out at Port Vale. And it was, again, it was at times it was a little bit nervy, but actually I thought we managed it quite nicely and definitely deserved the three points overall. Yeah, I think I think what you're seeing at the minute is that we're, we're kind of getting a bit smarter with things like um, game management and you know, kind of like what, what to do in different phases of the game. And I think that you know you'll see a few more one nil wins, whereas before when we we couldn't defend, you know, to save our lives, we, we you know we can do that now, and and it makes it easier for us to kind of manage a game. You know, you go one nil up after I don't know 50, 60 minutes or something like that. You've got a bit more confidence that the the team and you know the managers, the taxis can manage the game out, and you'll you'll come away with a clean sheet and you'll come away with a win. And I think that you know it's in, in no small part down to the role of the defence, um, you know, the role of the goalkeeper and and things like that. And I think that. You know, this is what we should have been seeing from the start of the season. I know this it's taken a while to kind of get us here, but I think Cox is, is, is probably a lot more confident in, in the in the team to carry out his his instructions on the pitch now and in his defence to keep a clean sheet. And you know, if if you keep, you know if you if you're keeping three clean sheets in a row, you know, including the big derby against against Grimsby, you must be doing something right. Right. Let's go on to the Friday game then, uh, Colchester. Now, I think this one was you know it was a potential slip up actually. Especially when you consider, you know, everything that sort of went through in the first half. Really, you know, obviously they were late, weren't they? So the kickoff was delayed fifteen minutes anyway. I know the ref let them have the sort of uh, the usual warm up time. Uh, I thought the pitch was terrible. Actually, you know, it could have gone completely wrong. And then, as I'm sure we'll come on to, you know, we don't often mention the referees, but it, whatever was going on in that first half with the refs, it just, it, it just there was just no flow to it, you know. And I think it, potentially you could have had a real slip up from that. But actually, unfortunately, we got off to a really good start. Uh, and I think it actually in the way the game went, it was quite useful that we did score really early on, actually. Um, and it was a fantastic goal, wasn't it? I mean, Beeston, again, as we've mentioned about the Port Vale game, you know, picking it up from halfway line and running, you know, we saw Issa do it, we seen Loft do it. Well, we see Beeston do it in this one, don't we? He gets himself, he carries it, and it's 
you know, it's outside the box. It's a great strike and, you know, it goes straight in and it's, you know, a brilliant goal from him. And he's been another one, haven't we, that we've talked about that he's signed up as well, isn't it? And it's been good to get him tied down. And yeah, I'm glad to see that he's still sort of continuing to sort of flourish in this team. He's been he's been fantastic, hasn't he? Since he's he's coming to this team, I know we didn't we didn't know much about him or or know exactly where um, he was going to play when we signed him. But for him to come in and, and like Cox say um, to fill in in, in centre midfield, which we know is not his he doesn't not his natural position, but he's, he looks fantastic and he's he's been superb since he's come in. Um, he's, he's fantastic in the tackle. He, he drives the team forward, and and that goal just just emulated it all, didn't it? It was good work uh, from Loft to hold the ball up and and allow him that space to to run onto. Um, like we've touched on, Loft playing really well there and, and, and doing well to, to do that for the team to allow players to, to move further forward up the pitch. And yeah, a fantastic strike that got, that got us off to, to a perfect start. And, and, and from there, really, um, I, I know we was probably up against the cosh, wasn't we, um, late on. But I, I, I didn't have any uh, worries, maybe maybe a little bit, as you do with, with Scunthorpe and, and defending late leads away from home. But, you know, we, we were good. We, we controlled the game well. And it's just like you guys touched on there with, with that know-how, that, that game management that we were just lacking at the beginning of the season. It seems to all now start coming together and, and, and the team, you know, they, they look like they know how to, to grind out those sort of, those gritty away performances, those those 1-0 wins that, that are going to stand us so well and, and move us up the table. So it was it was a really impos- uh, sorry, impressive um, away performance and mm. um, everybody pulled together again. Obviously it was unfortunate we lost um, Karajan in that one, but like I touched on earlier, Spence came in, he did, he did a good job when um, when he was called upon, he did what he needed to do. Um, like I say, I thought Loft played played well again. Uh, Jairo, especially, uh, I thought down that right hand side had, had a fantastic game. And yeah, just it just all came together again. And um, even though we were like I've touched on, we we, we were up against it um, late on. It, it was a good good away performance. Yeah, mm. really impressive. You mentioned Karajan there, and I think that was one of the reasons why the first half was a little bit stop start, wasn't it? Because he did get that injury, and it did take a while. I, th- I think it was it was an off the ball incident wasn't it i mean you know he did i think there was a bit of a bit of a leg maybe a bit of an arm but it was the landing wasn't it i think that was the that was really what sort of did it for him and you know he went when he did eventually go off it was in a makeshift sling wasn't it and you, you're thinking oh you know that, that that could be a while so it's it's really fortunate that it is only two or three weeks like cox says but i think the thing is you know we mentioned spence there and he comes back in and he fills in nicely it, we've got to remember that for the start of this season, I think for the majority of this season so far, it has been Spence and Beeston, isn't it? And that is what we've actually been saying is that since, you know, the start of the season, we were really concerned about centre mid and that we, you know, we were really like, we weren't sure what these new guys were going to be like, but actually, you know, they, both of them, I think really stepped up and Spence and Beeston were a great partnership. I think Karajan is a fantastic signer and I hope we do keep him beyond this season. Uh, you know, we, you see what he brings to the game. You know, he's, he, you know, he can win you a foul. He's, he gets stuck in, doesn't he? You know, he's great on the ball. I think he looks a fantastic signing. So, and I think my, my instinct would be if they're all fit, you go with Karajan and Beeston, like we've seen in the last couple of games. But with Karajan out, you know, I've got absolutely no concern with Spence and Beeston being the centre midfielder for the next two or three games, you know, because that's just, that's how it was beforehand. I agree somewhat, but I also think that, you know, Karajan's been one of the reasons for the sort of excellent form recently. And I'm a little bit concerned that against Oldham, when he's not there, we're going to lose kind of a dimension to our play. And, you know, obviously Spence and Beeston will be back in again. They're absolutely fine. You know, they've been doing well. They've been, you know, kind of a couple of highlights of our season, I suppose. But I think that 
um, without Jem there. He, he just give, he just brings something else. It's that bit of experience, mm-hmm. that that bit a bit of calmness on the ball, that bit of know how. If you like, I think that we're going to lose kind of a, a dimension to our play when he's not in the team, unfortunately. So it'll be interesting to see how how, how we cope with that on Saturday against against Oldham. But you know, having said that, I, I still expect us to get a result. Um, but we'll have to see. But you know, obviously, we'd all prefer him not to be injured. But thankfully, it's only two to three weeks, and um, we have to remember that even though we've only recently signed him and he's been in the team, you know, relatively from relatively recently, I think he's been at the club since what maybe around pre-season. So no, a while. He's been a couple of months, isn't it? Yeah, I think I don't know how long exactly then, but I think that you know his fitness isn't going to be like rock bottom. He's going to come back in and, and he should be able to hit the ground running, um, you know, pretty soon. So hopefully we'll see him play, you know, maybe another ten games this season or something like that. Hopefully, hopefully he comes back from from the injury in, in good time. So, um, but you know, yeah, it's it's really disappointing. But um, hopefully that kind of void of sort of creativity or that little bit of quality might be kind of filled in the next couple of games with Kev coming back. What about the the ref though? Because I mean, I think it is worth a discussion, especially because there was that incident in the first half where we're not really sure what's going on. You know, it's like he's going to sub himself off, or the linesman's <laughs> injured, or something. It takes about seven or eight minutes, doesn't it? And I think by the end of it, you just, you, I think it just stayed the same, didn't it? The, the ref stayed on the pitch. I don't know. The linesman might have swapped with the fourth official, but it was it was just. I don't know. I just don't even know what was going on. And I think he had a pretty poor game all round, really. Uh, especially, I mean, towards the end, you know, the, it was just free kicks for everything, wasn't it? You know, he didn't seem to have much of a control of the game. It was those two, like you've just said there, Brad, those two at the end. The, the McAtee foul, the first mm-hmm. one, wasn't it? Where it looked like he cleanly won the ball. There was, yeah. there was nothing wrong with that. And then the one in, in the dying minutes where the player went down, he didn't seem to appeal for it. He turned around and looked at the referee and, and, and he just got given it there. It was an absolutely abysmal uh, refereeing performance. And we see it time and time again. And, and it's, there seems to be no repercussions, you know, with these, with these referees. And it's, it's a hard job. And I get that, you know, the stick that you get with nobody really wants to be a referee, but it was it was abysmal. It was so poor. Just he never let the game flow for for one minute, did he? It was constant stop start. You know, like you said, they had that that stupid thing in <laughs> at half time where we didn't know what was going on. So yeah, it was it, it was awful throughout the game. It, it just ruined ruined the game and, and ruined, like I say, that the, he just stop start constantly all the way through. We've talked about the defence quite a bit, and I think Matt, you were saying earlier on, wasn't it? You know, it was almost like a you know really well worked away performance. I think um, one example of that is, of course, uh, Anarise's challenge, wasn't it? You know, it sort of it gone over the top, he's into the box, he comes in, it's it's a slide tackle, and he just, it just it gets the ball, doesn't it? But it, it's just a bit of bravery to to go in, I guess, like that, you know, from that position. And as you say about the refs, you know, we've seen penalties given for, for nothing really, haven't we, this season? But he goes in. You know, he's the wrong side of play, but he completely gets the ball. And I just think we've not really seen that from a centre back for the last, well, for a long time anyway, haven't we? Well, it's, it's it's superb, isn't it? And it's it's a great tackle, and it's it's the kind of tackle that gets gets you off your seat if you're in the ground, um, doesn't it? But I think that you know what, what Honorise lacks sometimes in his positional sense. 
um, and his decision making he, he kind of makes up for in that kind of tackle mm. um, because he seems to be able to time his tackles to perfection which is a, a great quality and, and he's got a bit of pace about him as well so you know that's what we're seeing there but of course you know I'd, I'd rather he didn't have to make that tackle in the first instance and and you know his positioning his positional sense and his decision making was a, a little bit kind of more on par with his tackling ability if you like but that's that's not to take anything away from him because he's, he's been superb this season um, but you know that's that's my only you know caveat to that and then, like Port Vale, I think second half, you know, again, Colchester, they had a lot of the ball, didn't they? And But apart from the last, maybe, I don't know, five, ten minutes, someone we were saying about the referee and, you know, giving the free kicks for nothing. Uh, and, you know, it seemed to be just like, you know, get a free kick until they basically go and score one. Apart from that moment in the game, they never really threatened, did they? Did you, did you ever feel like we were going to lose that, that game? I don't think so. Um, I know, like I, I touched on earlier, you know, there's that, that typical Scunthorpe United feeling when you're watching them defend a, a lead late on, you think, oh no, something's going to happen here, something daft, we're going to concede late on. But we just weathered the storm really well late on. And, and like I say, the, the defence and, and Howard especially deserve credit for, for how they've, they've turned this round recently. And there's just a, that little bit more confidence watching on now that you think, okay, yeah, we can we can grind this result out. There's, there's more of a, an experienced know-how in how to, to defend these leads and you know to sit and, and, and protect points late on and I thought it was just a, a fantastic away performance and um, the perfect way to, to cap off a, a brilliant week with um, with three wins on the spin like that yeah yeah definitely and then so as you say three wins on the go three clean sheets as well there is more of a confidence I think around not in the squad but I think from the fans as well what a difference a week makes like you said earlier on you know it's turned completely around there's only what what is it six seven points off playoffs something like that it's ridiculous isn't it this league's really tight we've got two games again coming up soon we've got Oldham on Saturday haven't we and then Bradford on the Tuesday that being the rearranged game I, I think for the first time really when you're looking ahead and when you look at where we are that I think Oldham, yeah, that's that's a very winnable game actually for how we're performing now, how we're doing. What what are you guys thinking? Because I, I yeah, I, I think I'd be expecting a win from that one. You've got to look at is 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 a good opportunity, isn't it? It's a home game against Oldham, whose, whose form is kind of hit and miss. Um, you know, kind of historically a pretty boring club, um, but. You know, it, it's an opportunity to, to get another three points, and if if we can get four wins in a row, you then not really looking over your shoulder at all. You are looking at the playoffs, and I, you know, I'm, I'm still not yeah, convinced. Not, I don't talk about that. <laughs> I think it's a bit too far um, this season. But we've seen crazy stuff happen. Remember that season, Plymouth kind of came out of absolutely nowhere. Yeah. From you know, they were what they were in the bottom two or whatever, and they ended up in the playoffs. And you know, I'm not saying it's going to happen. Yeah. Um, but safety would be a successful season. This from where we've been, where we are at mm. Christmas. I think I think most people would take safety now. Well, I think that's that's what we are. I mean, if 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 we be if we happen to to beat Oldham and beat Bradford, you'd like to think that that would be enough. Mm-hmm. There'd be enough space between us and, and the and the kind of relegation zones to to kind of make stop us being, you know, worried about it and, and looking over our shoulder. But you know, at the same time, if if we do happen to to kind of win the next two games, let, let's be honest, they they are winnable. And at Bradford's uh, kind of turned around in form um, since McCall Lest is, is is being you know exceptional really. Um, so that that's not going to be an easy game, but they're both home games, and and you know most of our better players are fit at the minute. Um, you know we, we need to be targeting six points again, um, and I think that you know if we do, I don't know. If we, honestly, I couldn't tell you. I think we'll beat Oldham, but I think Bradford will be a difficult game. But I think that you know if if we manage to get those six points, 
then look where we are in the table. We're, we're going to be, you know, not far off the playoffs. Or what are we now? Are we six off, eight off now or something like that? I think, eight, I think it is, yeah. isn't it? Eight, yeah, extended to eight, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, a, a couple of wins, and you're maybe going to be three or four points close to the playoffs and our goal difference isn't great. But the fact but that we're not looking at that, are we? <laughs> no, we're not. But, you know, we, we have to be realistic. They're two winnable games and look mm-hmm. at our, our, our kind of, well, we're closer to the top than we are to the bottom now for the first time in, what, six years or something yeah. like that. But, <laughs> do you know what I mean? So we, we have to look at these games that they're very winnable and, and I, I think that we, we need to be positive when we're going into them. I'm, I'm sure the mood will be very good at the training ground at the minute. Um, you know, only kind of three games ago, you know, that like we said we, we lost to Barrow and, and, you know, quite a few people were calling for Cox to go, including Matt Blanchard, I've got to say that. Um, and it's, 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 turned, it's turned around, you know, massively in the, in the last three games games and, and we could be as I said if we happen to get good results in the next couple of games but we, we you are genuinely looking at a playoff berth that's where we are now two wins and you're looking at a playoff berth that's what you're looking to not that we will be there we won't be <laughs> in the playoffs, of course but you're going to be what were you going to be sort of like 10th in the table so what do you look at you look at the playoffs and you look if we can can kind of squeeze in there and, and with Kev coming back mm. it's going to be more realistic isn't it but I, I'm not I don't know anyway but <laughs> As I said, as you know, as you said, you know, I've compared us to Plymouth. I've just said that you know Matt Bunch had wanted Cox to get sacked. All these <laughs> just reiterating that while he's not here. <laughs> all, all these, all these things are true, gents, and, and I think that you know Plymouth were in the bottom two. We were in the bottom two. We are no longer in the bottom two. We're nearly mid-table, so you know anything's possible. Um, Stranger things have happened, don't they? Exactly. There we go. There we go. <laughs> well, that's not a bad place to end on, is it? So let's let's wrap up there. Uh, we'll be back next week. Like I say, we'll cover Oldham and Bradford uh, the Gear Power in Conversation podcast should be up now for everybody and if you've not listened to that already do do so because it's it's a really good one if we do say so myself I really enjoyed doing that one uh, he's a couple of great stories and a really funny one about um, Perez actually so do listen to that if you've not done so already we've got a couple more in conversations lined up for the next couple of weeks as well so it's not just going to stop with him there's going to be a few more of them but thanks for listening to this and we'll see you next week at Tiger Self Storage, we offer both commercial and domestic storage to allow us to cater to all your storage requirements. We care about our clients, and that is why we offer up to six weeks free storage for all new clients. Our facility has state-of-the-art security with 24-hour CCTV, an alarmed and gated property, and personal access codes for maximum security. We also sell high-quality storage merchandise at low prices. If you're looking for storage for moving home, general decluttering, or maybe even storage for your business, Tiger Self Storage has a unit for you. For a free quote, visit our website, tiger-storage.co.uk. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 